everybody and welcome to Into the Smowdown Galaxy here on the Galaxy Geeks YouTube channel and podcast feed where you can listen to us on any podcast app including Spotify, Anchor, Apple Podcasts, wherever your hearts desire. And I am Eli McKegg and joining me today as always he is the Christian Harloff to my Mark Ellis. He is Luke Stutter. Luke, how you doing, buddy? I'm great. I still say you need to start calling me the engineer professional because for one, I'm an engineer and also I engineer this show. Oh, look at him trying to be all technical with his terms. I'm going to keep on calling you the Christian Harloff to my Mark Ellis until we decide that's not true anymore. But since it has been a week, since all of the major matches. Luke, before we even start the show, what was your thoughts on this past week of Smodown matches? Ooh, wow. Um, I'm happy to be back. I'm so happy the matches are back. I really enjoyed the matches this week. I'm excited to see what happens this week. We're moving into storylines. We're moving into seeing players go against each other. I will go into my favorite match later on in the show. But my overall impression was they have really improved this season. You can tell they've started to change up a couple of things to make it look a little bit more professional. They're more used to the digital age, and I think it's going well. I don't know how the – it's going to be weird them getting back to studio because I've actually started to like the digital age. It's been a different look. That is 100% accurate. I believe all the matches this week have been great starting entrees to what will be the 2021 season of the Schmodown. And I'm looking forward to seeing what more storylines get introduced later on in the season and sort of what happens with the current storylines that have already been introduced. But with that out of the way, we're going to go into our first segment of the week, which is always Rookie of the Week, where I, Yomit Keg, look at the rookie roster of the Smowdown and pick one of them to be our Rookie of the Week so we can talk about them and elaborate on their history a little bit. Yeah, a lot of talking right now, and I didn't bring myself a bottle of water. Good That's thing I brought not- me a drink. I don't know if what you can see on your screen, Luke, but what I'm seeing is not Rookie of the Week. I apologize. That's a spoiler for later on in the show, everybody. Here we are, Rookie of the Week. As you can see, last week we talked about Thomas Harper. This week we are going to be talking about Christina V, or as she's being advertised in her match, upcoming match, Christy V. Now, Let's talk a little bit about Christy V. She is one of the online trivia league four, along with Jacoby Bancroft, Amaru Moses, and Peggy Gubbins. She has been a part of almost every single major online trivia league that you can think of right now. In Multiplex Entertainment, she was actually supposed to be a manager for that league because she won what was called a manager bowl which would mean that she can have her own faction. She could manage her own faction in and of itself. However, due to her being a 
player in the showdown. I do not know if she'll be able to continue on to be a manager. They may have to replace her with someone. I do not know. I am not fully connected with the people at Multiplex that much. So I have no idea what the behind the scenes of that is looking like. Now, she's also played in multiple matches. Yes, Luke. And the last time I heard from Christian, mm-hmm. it's, I, I did, don't personally talk to Christian, but in one of the interviews that he talked about, I believe that once they go into the showdown, they are no longer allowed to work with the other fan league, or not fan leagues, but the other leagues. They have to put their focus on the showdown. I might be incorrect, but that was the last word I got. I remember there being a rule saying that they weren't allowed to play in the other leagues. I didn't know that much about working in general. So who knows? If Christian is watching this, he can easily correct us and tweet at us. I'd, I'd be down for a tweet from Christian. Who knows? Anyway. I just think you want to listen to him and hear from, hear from him. I would love to interview him, to be honest. Anyway, moving on, looking at Chrissy V's trivia career. She had played in multiple matches in the online trivia league known as Featured Presentation Productions, which, again, I haven't watched a lot of their matches, and their format is very different from even the other regular movie trivia leagues. And she has most likely played in quite a bit of Full Metal Classic matches, that was a part of the Full Metal Trivia organization. Again, I, I couldn't find a lot of her participating in singles matches, like one-on-one matches in their individual major singles divisions, but I could find a lot of information where she knew people that did play in the singles division. She was attached to other organizations where she played in the bigger matches where it was more than just one person playing like the full metal classics or the featured presentation production matches. So she had been a part of that, those types of matches. And also there was a league called opening night trivia and fun fact, she actually co-ran the singles division. So she was already in charge of her own singles division when it came to, Oh, look at that. I just got a notification on Patreon. We'll talk about it later. In the predictions, ladies and gentlemen, but that is everything that I have on Chrissy V. Chrissy V, Christina Vassallo, I am looking forward to seeing you in your first match, which is later on this month, actually. So, Christina, Chrissy, Chrissy V, Christina V, you are our rookie of the week, and we cannot wait to see if you're able to rock and suck with the best of them or if you're going to tumble and fall down the mountain. I wish you luck, Christy. You got this. We'll be reading you on. Hopefully, hopefully you watch this video and take this encouragement. Eli put a lot of work into studying you and understanding how you are in the game. That did not sound right. I apologize. But- no, it didn't. Hence why I was like, really? Uh, wording. Yeah, wording, that happens. Uh, You're going to find that out. My wording is not always the best, but I have a good heart. But I'm excited to see her first match. I'm loving watching these rookies. I'm loving these matches that they're in and seeing how good they are. I'm curious to see the next one that's going to be the next Coyote. Yeah, we'll talk more about how the rookies have been performing 
when we get to our recap of week three. But since we're done with that, Luke, it's up to you. Who do you have as faction of the week? Because that's where we're on now. Our faction of the week is the stars. There we go, ladies and gentlemen. There's Roxy Stryer, and there's our star team. And if anyone's wondering why we chose Christina V for our rookie of the week, now you know. (laughs) Well, let's start out. I actually want to talk about Jeff Snyder last. Let's first talk about... Oh, go ahead. We can talk about Jeff Snyder later on in the show because, again, recap of this past week, he's a major player in that. Yes. All right. We are going to talk about the android, Mark and Draco. One of my favorite comic book writers, competitors in this league. He's a very great comic book writer. I've actually read a few of his things. I very much enjoy some of his Supergirl work. We were just talking about Supergirl before we went on air. So, yeah, he's written Supergirl. I've enjoyed quite a bit of it. And so he's also, along with Jeff Snyder, one half of the team's champion. So I'm looking forward to seeing what he does in the singles and when the blue division comes back, what that's going to look like. Well, next is Alex Damon. The Star I, Wars champion. What what else do we need to say about Alex Damon? That he's no he's not just a Star Wars champion. He's also a inner geekdom star. Literally. I think he's going to do amazing things in the inner geekdom this year because he was just getting better every single match. You never saw a match where he got worse. He just got better. He just went off against someone he could not defeat that match. Honestly, I could see Alex Damon getting the inner geekdom belt and also holding the Star Wars belt at the same time. I was he just could... checking the schedule to see if he has a inner geekdom singles match. He does not have one yet. His next Alex Damon's next match will be against Andrew Demolanta, which will be Ooh. on March 19th. So well, I'm, ex- I'm excited for that match. Mm-hmm. All right. Next player on the list is Brandon Hanna who has a match coming up next week against Eric Zipper. Ooh, that's going to be a good match. Mm -hmm. I think Brandon can very much beat Eric Zipper if everyone in his faction has been helping him train. Let's hope he has not been in character arrogant and not needing him, his mindset going, I don't need help. I can do it on my own. I hope he's been taking all the help he can because not to say he doesn't need it, but it's always nice to have help. And he has had a lot of instances where he can be a great competitor, but also flounder at the same time. And I think his time with the stars and with Roxy in his corner, I think this will be a time where he'll be able to not flounder and he actually will achieve greatness in the inner geekdom division and also the team's division. I 100% agree. If anyone can bring Brandon Hanna up, that would be Roxy. We saw Mm -hmm. in this last match with Jeff that Roxy is an amazing manager. She knows how to get her players out of that headspace. And I think Brandon Hanna, he hides it a little bit better than other competitors, but he needs that that manager that's willing to, to see the signs, 
that their planner, their player is in trouble. And Roxy is willing to call those things out and reach them as soon as possible. Mm-hmm. So I agree. I'm, I'm excited. Who's next? Next is having to look at his name. Yeah, that's, I know it's it's terrible. I'm terrible. It happens. He's he's one of the rookies this season. Yeah, I was I was impressed with her rookie class this year. Yeah. Now it again, was let's Zach Burkett. Yes. He is a rookie this season. I don't know a lot about him. He was one of the many choices that I had to look through of who from the stars I could choose for rookie of the week. But I chose Chrissy V because again, she's a little bit easier for me to just look up because online trivia league. But yes, yeah, Zach Briquette, I'm looking forward to eventually doing a piece on him and seeing all his backstory and getting an idea of what he can do. All right. Next is Janine the Machine. I love Janine Man. the Machine. Oh, I oh. want her to do well. I almost forgot. Because Janine is an amazing player, because Roxy is an amazing manager, because all the women of the Schmodown are amazing. I just wanted to mention... Happy International Women's Day, everybody. I can't believe I forgot that off the top of my head. But the Schmodown has some of the greatest women movie trivia competitors of all time. And Janine the Machine is one of those competitors. And we should all celebrate the Schmodown women. Happy International Women's Day to the Schmodown and to all the Schmodown women. Now, back to Janine the Machine, who led me to remembering it's International Women's Day. Well, Janine the Machine, I feel this year is going to be her year. She needs a good year. She's had a rocky, she's had a rocky, like, time in the Schmodown, starting off with Jay as her manager, which, not that bad of a person to have in your corner, but not the best at the same time. And this is nothing against Jay. It's just, I think there are a few things that suited Janine as a strength that he might not have been able to see. And then when she was with Sam, I don't think Sam saw those strengths either. But I think this year, Roxy is able to... Roxy is probably the best manager for Janine to be like, oh, these are your strengths. These are your weaknesses. Let's make your weaknesses your strengths. I'll I'll agree with that statement. Honestly, Roxy to me this season, for sure, she picked players that with other managers, they have not done the greatest, but they have so much potential. Like Janine the Machine, to me, has the most potential of any player in the league. If anyone could become a champion, I feel that's Janine the Machine. She is so good, but just feels like she comes short so often. And she's so good. And so I feel like she's someone that, with the right manager, with the right studying, with the right team behind her, she could become one of the best players because she's already one of the best characters. She's one of the most likable people in the Schmodown. She does some of the best videos, TikToks. Honestly, she is such an asset to the stars. Roxy was a genius for picking her, especially as – as late as she picked, she picked her third. I'm shocked she didn't go sooner, even than third. Yeah. Roxy so, uh, was very smart in noticing that Janine was not picked up and had yet to be picked up. And so because she because of her noticing that Janine 
was not picked. She knew right then. It was like, all right, time to get Janine. Yes. All right. Next player on the list, and I think you will know more about this player, Jacoby Bancroft. Uh, Jacoby Bancroft, one of the, in my opinion, one of the best online trivia league players to get picked. Roxy, this was a steal. This was a steal for Roxy. People need to keep their eye on Jacoby because he can make any weakness a strength. And he can make any of his opponent's strength his strength. I was literally, I've literally seen him in a match where one of his opponents put a very obscure strength on the wheel and he spun the wheel. And when it landed on it, for him, he took it and he ran through the entire category without a single miss. You know why? Because he made sure that that weakness that he had prior became a strength for that match. And so for all the people that are going to be going up against Jacoby Bancroft, be careful what you put on that wheel because it won't matter. So the next competitor that we are going to talk about is Felix Morit. I believe... That is another rookie that I do not have information on yet. Again, from Jacoby to Christina V, those are just rookies that I'm going to need to do my research on when we get to them in Rookie of the Week. So from Jacoby, Felix Morant, um, who's after him? After him is Jack Kennedy. Jack Kennedy, and then... I think it's Jeff Lowe. Yes, Jeff Lowe. Jeff Lowe. So, like, Felix, Jack, and Jeff, we're going to need – I'm, I'm going to need time to do Rookie of the Week for them. And then we just spoke about Christina V. So, yeah, from Jacoby to Christina V. Rookies, we're looking forward to seeing what they do. All right. And then, finally, we just got done talking about Christina Vassello. And now it is Brit, Brittany Young. Brittany Young, the person who beat Chris Jericho in the Smowdown Spectacular, and the person you could say Roxy stole from the dungeon after they Ooh. stole Jericho. Yeah. And this I, is her one celebrity player. Yes. I think Brittany Young will be a good player. She did great last year. She's got some strengths and weaknesses she needs to work on. But mm -hmm. overall, I think she's a good player. She was a good player for Roxy to get. I am not going to be fully shocked, though, if they end up trading Brittany Young with Chris Jericho. I wouldn't be, be – I wouldn't be shocked at that either. I'm shocked – I'm legitimately shocked that they haven't done that at all yet. Uh, they're going to make it a storyline thing. It, it's oh, perfect yeah. for storyline. 100%. You could tell – We'll talk about it later, actually, because I want to save that for when we talk about the Dan Jeff match. I want to wait until we get to that so we can talk about the cut scene that Kaiser had with Ben and Dan. Yeah, I'm good with that. So let's go into our next section, and that would be Player, Player of the of Week. The week. You, we tried so hard to do it at the same time. We tried. We failed. It happens. And this, ladies and gentlemen, is player of the week. And if you notice, 
there's a collision here because Luke and I do not agree on who should be player of the week. And let's just get this out of the way first, ladies and gentlemen. We know we didn't choose Dan. We know that was on purpose. We didn't think Dan deserved to be player of the week this week, at least in our opinions. We'll go into that later when we talk about the Dan-Jeff match. But as of right now, I believe Marie Wilson deserves to be named player of the week. Luke, who do you believe to be, who do you believe deserves to be named player of the week? I believe it should be Marisol McKee. All right. This is where we begin our disagreements. Luke, do you want, do you want to take the floor first? Why don't you go ahead and start with your so good opinion. I mean, I feel bad for your opinion, but your opinion, you know, you know. Man, you are very much acting like a personality on the Schmodown right now. You know that. Do you know that? We're supposed to be professionals here and not trying to show biases. We're supposed to be I'm working not, together. Bias and nothing. I love both of the players. I just enjoy showing you up on my opinion. Well, okay then. Sir, since you believe your opinion is so much better, why don't you start off? Why? Why is Marisol McKee the player of the week this week? Okay. The reason why I believe Marisol McKee is the player of the week, first off, I was actually very tempted to go with Marie Wilson. She had a great match. But to me, Marisol McKee impressed me very much, not just in her gameplay. She was great on the mic. You could just tell there was such a difference. She sounded different. She was moving different. She had this like character building and she was easy going. She didn't stumble. Like I felt last year, she kind of stumbled a little on the mic because it was like her first real year doing it. But this year she was amazing. Like her character work was great. I, I was impressed. And so that was her first take. Second, she won her match. And she played a great match. She was she was coming up from behind at one point. She was building back. She was coming back into her own. It felt like she didn't let it stumble her. You had everything working against her, and she did so well. And you had her manager there who really brought her out of the stump, the slump she had at first. She did great. She proved she deserved to be in this league. She proved that the hype that was around her was valid. She had a lot resting on her because this was her first match since being picked, or well, not just being picked first, but corruption losing two picks for her. And she still did great. And she's still getting better. And you could tell she was doing better. And so that's why, to me, Marisol McKee is the player of the week. I think Marie Wilson is an amazing player. If she listens to this podcast, I hope she completely understands. I am not going against her. But Marisol, to me, improved not just in her gameplay, but also in her delivery, her character work. And she did great. I'm so excited to see where 
she goes, but that's why I pick her as player of the week. And Eli, I hope you do okay. Are, are you done? Are, are you done? I feel like you're, you still need to get some stuff off your chest. That's why I was silent the entire time. I hope when it comes to me talking, you allow me some time to talk because you don't realize I'm actually being a, quite the gentleman right now. So are, are you good? Are you good? I, I'm good for now. Please, please, please tell me what you think. Tell me who you believe the player of the week is, Eli McKay. My, my man, the person, of course, who deserves to be known as player of the week this week is Marie Wilson. And I'll tell you why. When you get into her talking, sure, she was a little slow and a little, like, rough when it came to the talking but you need to realize this is her first match this is her first time having to get on the mic so i'm willing to give her a pass on that you don't have to be a go-getter right out of the start but she was able to prove everyone from that she was the number one dragon con player she won at Dragon Con, and now she comes on the Smowdown. Everyone's wondering, oh, will she be able to hang with the rest of them? Or is she just going to be one of those, oh, it's like Dragon Con. It's, it's Dragon Con and the Smowdown are not the same thing. Is She may not do this well in the Smowdown. Well, guess what? She won. Not only that, she won 22 to 20 against Sean the Saint Sullivan. You want to talk about Marisol McKee having to make a comeback? Guess what? Marie Wilson and Sean Sullivan were able to swap blows back and forth, back and forth. They were able to make it a hard-hitting match. And also, let's not forget, Marie Wilson also had to come from behind. She was able to put forth that comeback that Marisol had to do. Sure, Marisol had to do a little bit more, but guess what? Marie was able to do it a whole lot better than Marisol, in my opinion. And let's keep on going. Hmm, you were talking about how Marisol... She was able to beat Vinnie Mancuso. Oh, she got 20 points. Let's look at Marie. She got 22 points. Sean got 20 points. Again, Marie Wilson was able to show for the usual suspects that, hey, the usual suspects actually have a chance of winning Faction of the Year this year. Not only that, Marie Wilson was able to look at corruption and go, hey, yo, corruption, you got a good player here in Sean Sullivan. He's doing pretty good. Guess what? I'm better. Get out of here. That's why Marie Wilson, in my opinion, is player of the week. She was able to prove everyone what she could do. And she probably had a lot of doubters because, again, as I mentioned, Dragon Con is different from the Schmodown. Who knows if Dragon Con players will be able to prove how good they are in the Schmodown because, you know, different format, different style of playing. Well, guess what? Marie Wilson was able to prove that she was better than Sean the Saint Sullivan, and also, unlike Marisol McKee, Marie Wilson is a rookie. She had no record, and she was able to beat someone who was one in one. She was able to prove herself against a proven commodity. I don't know about you, Luke, but in my opinion, if you're able to debut and you're able to beat someone that has proven themselves in the Smowdown before, then you deserve to be player of the week. I don't know. That's just my opinion. That's why Marie Wilson is player of the week. She was able to prove people right. And she was able to prove that even as a rookie, she can go up against the veterans. 
Do I get a rebuttal, sir, Eli? No rebuttal. Well, I'm getting it anyway. I agree with your statements on Marie Wilson, but, a big but, Marisol McKee, to me, did all those things, but more. You bring up the points. Star Wars points and single points are a whole different animal. If you lose a point in singles, you're not out of the game. If you lose a point in Star Wars, most of the time, you're out of the game. So, yes, there is a lot on Marie, but there's also a lot more knowledge Marisol has to in a variety of areas, including Star Wars, if it's on the wheel. So, I still give it to Marisol, but Marie did amazing. I state all these things not due to me thinking Marie was not a good competitor. She was a great competitor. I mean, the fact that she's my second choice, the fact I picked Marie second over Dan Merle, that's a accomplishment in my eyes for sure. But I still put Marisol first. May I be allowed a rebuttal? Yes. Some of the questions Marisol had were easy. I'm, I'm just going to state it. As someone that was mildly playing along, some of them were like, oh, okay. But that's just me because I have also played along with a lot of movie trivia. My movie trivia playing is completely different from probably an average viewer like yourself. For Marie, she very much had a lot of questions that I didn't know, and she was able to pull the answer. Like the last question that Sean Sullivan had, I had no idea. She knew the answer, and I was like, well, dang, you're, you're better than me in Star Wars. Very much looking forward to what you can prove. And again, I'm not taking away anything from Marisol. In fact, I remember before we even went on, on the air, I was saying, hey, Luke, why don't we compromise? Why don't we just name them co-players of the week instead of having this debate? But you were like, no, we need to have the debate. Better views. That's all I'm going to say. I was very willing to just put them on the same pedestal, but not you. So if anyone's upset at this entire argument, blame it on Luke. Well, I enjoyed the debate. I just, I really enjoyed the, the discussion. Let's just Next. say this to everyone out there. Neither of us had Dan Merle as our player of the week. I had him at like a third place. I don't know where you had him. Third place. Third, third yeah. place for sure. And that's also nothing against Amaru, who, who was both of our fourth places. Really nothing against him at all. It's just out of all the people that were playing, Marisol and Marie were our top two picks. Yeah. All right. Now, I don't have a graphic for this, but our next section, we took a week off, and Eli doesn't even realize I'm bringing this back. Nope, I forgot all about it. I didn't even write in the notes. Rule of the week. What is your rule of the week, Luke? Tell me. Is it going to be a rule that's going to be taken out later on in a few months, or is it a rule that's going to stay? This one will stay. It's nothing new, but I did want to mention it because I actually enjoyed the rule. The pins down rule. In round one, competitors have only half a second after the judges declare pins down to put down their writing implements. 
is a competitor's responsibility to use a JTE rule if they need more than the allotted time to finish writing. Judges may use their own discretion regarding the timing of the pins down rule. If there was a specific intentionary circumstance, i.e. lag time in digital match, if any competitor writes or erases on their board for any reason, after the judge said pins down, one, one second has passed, but before the competitor has revealed their answer, their answer shall be declared null and void. They may also issued a official warning. We have had this rule every year, but this I has feel been, like this has been one of the first rules in all of the Smodown. Yes. It is an obvious rule. I think it's a harder rule due to the digital format because it does mention within the rule book that they have discretion due to lack. Mm-hmm. And I feel that very much gonna happens a lot. Well, I feel like I'm going to use this as an example. I don't know if you have the graphic above me or not, but I'm just going to use examples. See, look, let's say like I'm writing the answer and they would say pans down. I would feel like if I'm writing like a few more letters, it's like pans down like that. I feel like that's fine because that's probably the lag coming in. But yes. I feel like if someone were to go pins down and they just keep on writing, I'm like, no, that's not the lag. That's you cheating. That's very much that's very much someone not upholding by the rules. The funny part is, as you were talking there, you had a major lag. Hey, there we go! <laughs> there we go! See? It's like perfect timing, sort of, in the lag. Sort of, kind of, not really. <laughs> So, Eli, what are we talking about next? Next up, we're going to do, like, one little bit of news that came out this past week. Just a small, it's the only story, major news story that came out. It was revealed during the Dan and Jeff match. You can correct me. I believe it was the Dan and Jeff match. That first class league's first match ever will be March 30th. So, yes. For all the people out there who are looking forward to the developmental league and first class on Twitch, their first match will be March 30th. So get ready for that. I'm excited for the first class. I think those are going to be fun matches. Yeah, and it's and it's going to be fun to see who from the developmental league. Because, again, like the draft pool was humongous, and a lot of that draft pool is – in first class, it's going to be funny to see who from the draft pool that didn't get drafted, people are going to be looking at and like, hmm, maybe I should have drafted them. Oh, I agree with that statement completely. I'm, and also, I'm just excited. Like, and also, there's, I think there's a percentage of the people that weren't in the draft pool that are going to be in the developmental league. So who knows who's who wasn't in the draft pool that's in the league as well. Well, What's next do you want to speak on? Next is going to be a shorter segment. We're trying to make it shorter because recap is the last thing. Recapping all the matches from last week, that is last. So we're going to be going into predictions for week four of the Movie Trivia Smowdown. And we're going to be talking about all the matches that are coming out this week. Now, as we mentioned earlier, we got a notification about a match that came out today. But to everyone else, it'll be coming out on Wednesday, that match is Saul 
representing the den who is zero and one versus john humphrey representing the quirky mercs in an inner geekdom match luke who do you have and why oh man uh this one is a hard one but i am going to be rooting for and i think will win is saul interesting saul impressed me last season i was impressed with saul i think he's he he has a fire under him i think he did lose to brandon hannah but it was a good match it was his first match so he's only had one match under his belt i think saul needs to prove himself he needs a good proving ground but if he can do good wow it can really help him he's got good character work his story of how he ended up in the showdown to begin with is amazing. He was literally just a caller at Collider Live at weekly, and his stories amazed everybody, and he ends up in the showdown. That's just a fan's dream. So I'd love to see Saul do amazing and win. We have not seen the match yet, so we don't know what happens, but I'm yep. excited to see what happens. Well, I have to be on the opposite end of that spectrum. I'm I'm really rooting and predicting that John's going to win. I really think John Humphrey's going to win like not only because he has a one in one record, but because the quirky mercs have been very much trying to push forward a new sort of mindset and trying to get more wins and trying to make sure that they can get back to where they were late last year because Late last year, they were the team's champions. Well, Shazam was, but Quirky Mercs had those belts. So I feel like they want to somehow try to get back to carrying around belts. So I think John is is going to be taking this with Quirky Mercs. Plus, he's with Greg Alba all the time, talking about inner geekdom-type um, topics on the Real Rejects channel. And as we just saw with Jesse Swift, I feel like Jesse could be helping John study as well. So... That's that's my thoughts. You you're picking Saul. I'm picking John Humphrey. I think this is the very first time we ever disagreed on a prediction uh-huh. thing. Next up, a big one. Are you ready for this? This is Here's a debut. better question. Do you want to talk about this one? We have to. It's our because job. It, it scares me because Brother Lomas. I know. I'm nervous. Anyway, it's Brother Lomas making his debut against Frankie Alvarez, who is also making his debut in singles. It is Finstock Exchange versus Undisputed Era, or Undisputed Era, usual suspects. Undisputed Era is a wrestling thing. My mistake. This will be the Finstock Exchange's first match in the season. So, Luke, who are you rooting for and why? Well, <laughs> are you know. gonna be choosing Brother Lomas or Frankie Alvarez? Do you want to get a threatening tweet from Brother Lomas, or do you just want to root for Frankie Alvarez? <laughs> oh no, because honestly, we've had interactions with both on Twitter. We had an interaction I- with Frankie Alvarez. I think I liked something or we did something there. It was something small, but nothing like major. Okay. But, I just remember Brother Lomas sent as a very ominous tweet. You know, and and I, you and I were both like, what just happened? Same. 
just due to, I don't know anything enough on either of them. And due to the fact Brother Lomas scares me, but I also want to stay on his good side because he did kind of recognize the channel, which still confuses mm -hmm. me. So I'm going to be rooting for Brother Lomas. We're going to be disagreeing again. Uh, I don't kind of blame you. I'm, I, <clears throat> I am not afraid of Brother Lomas's threats. If he wishes to threaten me with some sermon, he may, for I will retort back with my own Shakespearean monologue. Come at thee, Brother Lomas, for I choose to root and pick Frankie Alvarez. Also, I think Ricky Alvarez might win because Brother Lomas is going very heavy on the character stuff, and I don't know if going very, very heavy on the character stuff may help. I don't know what they're doing behind the scenes for studying. If they're actually doing very, very heavy studying, then Brother Lomas may be, like, shocking me. But as of right now, based only on him doing a lot of character stuff and doing very confusing character stuff, I had to choose Frankie Alvarez. All right. Can't fully disagree with you. I, I'm gonna go Brother Lomas because I do like the character work he's doing. Mm. So, all right, the next match. For the this final is match, the final match ooh. of the week. Ooh, ooh. Ho, 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 ho. It, it will be Chance Ellison representing Corruption versus Brendan Meyer representing Quirky Mercs in singles action. Luke, who do you have and why? Ooh, this might be another disagreement. Maybe. Mm -hmm. I'm not for sure. I am going to be rooting, and I think we'll win, is Brendan Meyer. Oh. Chance Ellison, to me, is a great player. I really like Chance. But Brendan Meyer, to me, is my favorite person in the Smowdown, hands down. I love his character. I love who he is, his kindness. He's a great player he's he gets excitable he's a he's so good at studying i think he's i think he could be a champion i really do he's a heavy breather yeah yeah which i <laughs> understand that also chance to me has done great in inner geekdom right in teams he's not done as well in singles i don't know what's going on he's just not had that thing the thing that just gets him over that bar in singles and hopefully this year is it but would you I'm like to know the records it, yeah, go that ahead. all chance is three and four with one knockout brendan meyer is five and four with three knockouts oh wow mm -hmm. is it bad though sometimes i don't look at the records as much they I understand, yeah. but it's like that sort of helps with the, yeah. like for the professionals that actually probably bet money on these matches. That helps them. For us, we're just like, huh. Well, and the reason why I don't look at the records as much, because in the showdown, I don't think the records matter as much as what you would think. Precisions, anything else, any single game can change on a dime. So, off would disagree with you, sir. No, I think you would agree with me. That every match, it doesn't matter who you got rooting for. Anything could happen in the match to throw off a competitor. There are so I, many I mean, random. I mean that records don't matter. Well, actually, I don't think he would fully disagree on that either. Because when projecting for a match, 
I don't normally look at I do look at the record sorta, but I also look at the players. I look at their strengths, weaknesses. I think chances and Brendan Myers uh, strengths and weaknesses are about the same. And so I look at more who's going to have the better day. Because to me, chance, mm-hmm. if he has a good day, he'll win. If Brandon, Brendan has a good day, he'll win. But I just think the records don't matter when predicting due to if one person just gets a a spin that doesn't go their way, it game over. And it doesn't matter how much they study. If they just didn't study that one slice enough, game over. So you're All right. This week has just been a complete week of disagreements, it appears, because I'm going for chance. He has a fire. He has a fire. He based off of I was I was one of the people that was picking him to win the tournament last year. I really was. I thought he was going to win the tournament last year. I thought it was going to come down to Paul and Chance, and Chance was going to Chance was going to make it out. And Chance wants revenge. He wants a redemption story, sort of as you could say. But and I can almost guarantee you that Shannon's helping fire that in him. Mike is helping fire that in him. Everyone is going to be making sure that Chance beats Brendan Meyer. Nothing against Brendan Meyer. I love Brendan Meyer. I love that kid because. I mean, he's younger than me. I'm allowed to call him kid, I believe. But yeah, I'm I'm rooting for Chance. Chance has always been one of my favorite players. Even when they announced that he was coming in, it was around 2019, I want to say, or might have been 2018. I can't remember when it happened, but it was when I when I was starting doing my own, when I started my trivia, like my movie trivia comp- career as a competitor. And so when he got called up, I was like, oh, this is the show that anyone can do it. So I've been in Chance's Corner ever since then, and I'm always going to be in Chance's Corner. This is nothing, again, this is nothing against Brendan Myers, because I have so much faith in Chance. And whenever he's in a match, I'm always rooting for him, unless he's going up against someone I want more. See, I'm the opposite. I'm always rooting for Brendan Meyer. He is my favorite player out there. Also, he is 26. So I am almost there. I am almost there. I have a few months. But I'm excited to see the match. I mean, whoever wins, it's just going to be a good match. This is going to be, this will probably be the match of the week. Oh, we didn't choose a match of the week. Well, I mean, it's, I would say match of the week. Uh, Well, we can go into that with recaps. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Well, those were our predictions, ladies and gentlemen. He's choosing Saul. I'm choosing John. He's choosing Brother Lomas. I'm choosing Frankie Alvarez. He's choosing Brendan Meyer. I'm choosing Chance Ellison. This week's going to be a big week. One of us is going to be disappointed. The other one isn't. Now it is time for our final segment, the main event segment of the week. We, it is time for us to recap everything that happened last week. So when we start off with our recaps, we start off with Maru Moses versus Jesse Swift. That match, two rookies debuting, going up against each other. But ultimately, in the end, it was Amaru Moses pulling out the victory, 19 to 16 over Jesse Swift. Luke, what were your thoughts on the match? Go. Wow, that was a good match. Like, Amaru played great. 
I love the character work from Jesse Swift. I love how he's so excited about the league. He's so happy to be in it. He just feels like that player that everyone loves. But Amara just played great. I, I love watching him. I think he's going to continue to do much better. I think it wasn't as good of an intergeekdom match as he needs in the future. But I think he'll get better. I really liked his match. As someone that knows his ability and has someone as someone that has seen his ability, I was disappointed in this match because I was very much expecting him to do like amazing, getting more than 19 points, honestly. So, and I was playing along with it and I and I tweeted out a picture on Monday, like when it dropped. I tweeted out a picture of the score that I had and I tied Amaru. I had 19 points along with Amaru's 19 points. But then when it came to Jesse, he had 16. I had 24. I was mm. like, I did a, I did better than Jesse. I got his last question. And so it was very much like this match could have been a whole lot better. I was disappointed in Amaru because I know he I know he knows his stuff. Like that question of how many movies, how many Batman movies has Morgan Freeman appeared in? I was very much like, Amaru, you know this. You know this. You know this. Why is it taking you forever to answer? You know this. And when he got the question wrong, I was like, but Amaru, you know it's three. You know the answer. He overthought it. He overthought it. I know what went through his mind. Mm -hmm. I think he was... He was thinking about the Lego movies and not the Lego Batman movie. Yeah, I think that's what happened. But it was overall, they both came out of round one, I believe, tied. And then... They both were close to even after round two. And then Amaru was able to get enough points to win. And Jesse just missed too many in that third round. It's tough. It's a tough loss for Jesse. Great win for Amaru. And it's a great way for the usual suspects to sort of start their season. Because this was their opening. This was them proving themselves. And they have a great competitor in Amaru. And I can't wait for it. Next match that happened was... The aforementioned Marie Wilson versus Sean Sullivan. Both competitors had a great match. Marie was debuting. Sean Sullivan making a return of one-on-one. But ultimately, in the end, Marie Wilson was able to pull out the debut victory, getting a score of 22-20. to Luke, your thoughts on this usual suspects versus corruption bout? Oh, it was a good match. I thought Marie did great. Sean Sullivan did played a great match. I thought he did great, but yeah, yeah, I there there was legitimately a point when I was watching. I was like, "Oh, Sean's gonna come out with the win. He's going to win this match." But then again, it was one of those he missed too many questions in round three. That like a majority of these matches were lost in round three. It wasn't round one. It wasn't round two. I would say all the matches were lost in round three this week because yeah. they were because Marie was was right there ready she got she got to the 20 pointer and it it came up to sean or she got to 22 came up to sean try to get up to 22 or more and he just couldn't do it and that final question from the rogue one like who was the admiral of that all that i i i can't remember the question i don't even remember the answer oh man but it's like when he didn't when he didn't get it right and marie said right after that it's like that she knew it i was like oh man Marie's going to be a force in the Star Wars division. I agree. All right, the next match, the Mancuso mm-hmm. and Mar- Marisol McKee. 
where Marisol, they both started out even again. I feel like all the matches started out at the end of round one. They were all tied up or at least close to tied up. And then round two happened and swung it a little bit. But then round three came around and Vinny sort of dropped the ball and Marisol was able to take it and take it all the way to the end zone, getting now becoming two and one and Vinny Mancuso becoming one and two and another Mm -hmm. swag versus corruption match where corruption was able to pick up the victory thoughts. Oh, it was such a good match. Oh, I didn't know if Marisol was going to pick it back up. Oh, that was when she, when she got middle earth, a part of my brain was thinking, is she not good in middle earth? Oh no. Oh no. But then she was just like shooting them off. And I'm like, Vinny, you made a bad decision. But then she missed that one Middle Earth question. She missed that one Middle Earth. And Vinny was able to pick it up. I was like, man, Marisol, you were able to like hold your own in that category. Part of me wants to see you playing inner geekdom now. If this is how good you are. But that's also why I picked her as player of the week. Because wow, she she was given a a category that I did not think it was. Yeah, I didn't think she was going to make it. But, wow, she did great. So, that but was look, a good match. Vinny and Winston just growing out no matter what. <laughs> At least somebody likes Winston. Yeah, how, for how long, though? Yeah, I know, right? And now for the final match of the week, it was the Schmodown versus Pay-Per-View. Dan Merle going in with a record of 16-6, and six, eight knockouts, representing the Dungeon versus Jeff Snyder. 13 and 8, three knockouts representing stars. The winner would be the number one contender for Adam Collins's singles championship. In the end, though there was a small stumble by Jeff at the beginning, he was able to sort of pick himself back up. In the end, that just wasn't enough. And Darren Merle, Dan Merle, did I say Darren Merle? Dan Darren Merle is our number one contender going up against Adam Collins at what date? I don't know. Gonna happen in the future. That match. Is it that I was a little disappointed in it. I think I know a lot of people will probably disagree with this, but I was also disappointed in it. I was expecting it to go to sudden death. I was expecting it to be like close at all times. But then, like that one slip that Jeff had, that he said that Ooh. he was so, he seeing him being visibly angry that he missed that question was like, oh, you just lost the match. Yeah. And it, it came back, but it still bothered him. Yeah. And like Rob- he, he was stuck in his own head ever since that question. Roxy couldn't even get him out of it. No, when we and we praise Roxy for being able to do that, but I don't know. I think it was just that question was too much on him. Yeah, I that it lost in the match. He yeah. could if he had come back in, I think he would have done a lot better. I think Roxy's gonna have some issues with Jeff this season. If yeah, he, if she cannot get him out of that headspace, he'll never win another match. And also if everyone watched the um, cut scene before doing the Marisol and Vinny match, Kaiser called up Ben and Dan to sort of like, I think it was sort of to do a pep talk, but neither of them were interested. Both of them just wanted to get the job done. 
and Dan got the job done. However, I'm very much I'm I'm intrigued to see how long this type of Dan lasts, which is just all business Dan. I like seeing all business Dan, yeah. but I don't think it's gonna last. I feel like Kaiser is gonna Kaiser's gonna have to pull Dan out of all business mode because you can't be all business all the time. You yeah, know, as as they say in The Shining, all work and no play makes that Jack a dull boy. I agree. I agree completely with that statement. I felt Dan played a great match. He always does. That, yeah. I guess that's why I didn't pick him as player of the week because he always plays a good match. He just wasn't given a good match. Yeah, it's sort of the reason why we didn't put him, we didn't proclaim, proclaim him as player of the week is simply because the match that he was in did not warrant a player of the week because he always plays amazingly. He always plays as if he's one of the top competitors. And seeing how this match played out, it didn't feel like he was given a chance to show off those muscles. Also, from what Jeff Snyder said, he if if Dan were to beat him, he would proclaim Dan as the GOAT. Jeff has yet to do that. Jeff has yet to come out to proclaim Dan as the GOAT. So I'm wondering when Jeff will actually either tweet out a message or make a video for the Facebook group. I don't know. He's going to have to call Dan the goat now because he, yeah. he beat Dan beat Jeff. Well, I, the, I guess another thing too, how good of a player do you have to be that you are con- that we consider him so good that when he's not given as good of a match, he's not like that's the only reason we didn't make him player of the week is because the yeah. other player didn't give him as good of a match. Yeah. Not because that's, he didn't play good. Yeah. And I know a lot of people will be very upset at us for saying, like, what do you mean Jeff didn't put up a great match? He they brought it down to the Dan's last question. I'm like, yeah, sure. But when you watch it in how Jeff has always played. Jeff always at least has some sort of fire in him. Even if he misses a question round one or round two, he always has that fire in him that keeps himself going. But the moment he missed that question in round one, that sort of killed it for him, that killed that fire, it made it not fun to watch anymore. And I want to, and if I'm going to watch a match, even including a Jeff Snyder match, I want to have fun with it because I know he's going to be having fun while he's playing. But seeing as how he just cut off any fun and made it to the point where I'm like, this isn't a good match because it's just Dan proving that he's a great competitor and Jeff sort of still being there with him. Still, Dan knew he was going to win. I think as soon as Jeff started to go off the hang, the go off, Dan knew, all right, I got it. I've won it. Yeah. And all Dan had to do was stay calm. Dan stayed calm throughout that entire match. Jeff lost his cool. It lost in the match. Well, all right. We're going to end the stream for today. I wanted to first off thank Eli for keeping up with me changing things up on him all the time. And as you can tell, we have changed our look for the inner the Galaxy Geeks channel. He I almost called it the Inner Geekdom channel. <laughs> yeah, that's been fun. I finally given us a logo, which makes me happy. Professional. And it's funny because he's doing the outro and not me. So that's sort of new. I wasn't expecting that. <laughs> also, everyone, I hope you like the no beard look. I'm going to try to go no beard for a bit. Just testing it out now. 
But also, if you want to follow us on all of our social media, you can technically check down there and up there. Am I pointing yes. at the right spot? Yes. Um, you can over look this up way, there this too. Way. Yep, yep, yep. Right there. Yeah, yeah, you can yeah, right yeah, there. You good. can follow us there. And also, if you like this video, you can more that way. Yep, yep. You can like over there. If you want to subscribe, you can subscribe over there. And if you want to leave a comment, you just go down there. Just yeah. comment down there. And if you want to contact us, you can contact us. If you want to send us a message via Twitter, or even if you want to send us, we don't have an email. Well, we do have an email, but we just haven't shared it, really. If you just want to get in contact with us, you can just get in contact with us. We'll gladly respond to anything, even if it's hate. If you say, oh, man, you two are stupid for not picking Dan as player of the week, or you're stupid if you're not thinking that Jeff put up a great match. Hey, we'll, we'll reply to him. We'll just say, hey, we disagree. That's all. That's just our opinion, man. That's just our opinion, man. But yeah, I have been Eli McKegg. This has been my buddy, Luke Stuttered. Comment. Give us a five-star review because we love five-star reviews. Please. But if we're only worth four stars to you, you can give us a four-star review. I'm not picky. Anyway, yeah, listen to him. Anyway, I'm done with all that now. We're, I'm actually finally doing the full intro, outro. I've been Elon McKay. That's my buddy, Luke Stuttered. Everyone, go out there. Don't forget to love everyone. Don't forget to be nice people to everyone. And don't forget, kindness is the easiest way to everyone's heart. Bye, buddy. <laughs>